<laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Bandwidth and Banter. <laughs> uh, I forget. Uh, who are you? Are you, be are you bandwidth or banter or aren't we both? <laughs> we are both. That's right. But I feel like I feel like you are more. Well, we're both. No, we're I'm both. not even going to make an argument. <laughs> I like I'm your interesting chat. Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm chat. chat. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. Uh, we're today's a super treat. Um, just like last week was it was a treat. We had oh one of my favorite streamers on rhubarb was just incredible. Such a sweet and wholesome, wonderful person and uh, just warm and cozy. And uh, yeah, it was an honor to have rhubarb on so the show. Good. And uh, I, I, I hope to have her on the show again in the future um, someday. So for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just just an amazing part of Man Mighty Mango Mates. Um, and it, we are blessed. We are amazed. We are very. It's really cool that we here uh, at Stormkeep have all these amazing folks in these in these amazing circles that we've met. Right. Yes. And yes. the person we have on tonight, we met through the circle of. Uh, um, Insomni Night slash Rusty Tonics, you know, those folks. And mm -hmm. uh, it, it, and just, oh it's, a, it's just a treat and an honor to have someone of his caliber on the show. Uh, and th oh, yeah. this person is a, a, an amazing GM for multiple different TTRPGs. And he also has his own podcast in which they they uh, sometimes interview people and talk about various gaming topics. And uh, I can't wait to hear all about it. So without further ado, who do we have on today, Druid? <clears throat> Razmataz. Razmataz. Welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you, sir. <laughs> hey, it's an honor to be here. Thank you yeah, guys very so much. Yeah. Raz, please reintroduce yourself and share with uh, the audience uh, something about your stream that you'd like to highlight. Uh, well, I'm Razmataz. Um, Craig Swan is my actual name. <laughs> as far as our stream goes, um, the Razmataz channel is really a... It's, it's more of a platform that we use to kind of showcase what my partners and I do outside of streaming and everything else. We're really heavily engaged in the content creation and it, mainly TTRPGs, both in video games and in regular role-playing games, tabletop. Mm -hmm. um, our passion is definitely in tabletop, but most of the work that we've done in the past has been in the video game space. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. That's 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 what the stream is all about. We do, like you said, we do our our update log, which is really talking about the gaming industry overall. We spend a lot of time in the video game industry era, um, it, mainly because there's so much great content to work with there, and especially right, right. now, it's you know hard times, hard times in the industry. So uh, we just try to make sure people are up to date and know what's going on, and of course. We put our own spin on it and, you know, our own opinions. Sometimes you might like them, might not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the cool thing about opinions. Yeah. Right, right. And then the video, the, the gaming piece to it, we, we really started out just running mainly cyberpunk. Um, mm -hmm. We, you know, we've developed a bit of a relationship with Artel Saurian Games over the last 
couple of years and i i personally i love cyberpunk i've been playing cyberpunk for 25 years um yeah and so that's where we started at and then we you know we got engaged in working with free league press a lot and as we've been doing uh creator interviews some of the you know some of the people that we've had on the developers writers uh publishers the devs for different games mainly mm-hmm. uh free league press games recently um cool. so as we interview these creators, we also try to do a, a play test of the game, kind of show showcase it and let people know, you know, what it's about. Mm-hmm. That's, that's amazing. That's, let's, that's uh, amazing. Let's jump into the interview. I can't wait to hear all about it. Um, I know. So I know. You get to go first with the first question. So uh, all your all you do. I do. <laughs> I do. Oh no! I... Questions. Uh, okay. I... I'm ready. Yes. Let's do it. Lay it on me. <laughs> Please share a boring fact about yourself, sir. A boring fact about myself. Um, mm-hmm. I I spend most of my days, if it's, I work a lot. I'll put it that way. That's my boring fact. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> working is a lot of, is, a lot of time with thing. the... Well, when you, you know, I, I work full time. I actually work in uh, the automotive industry outside of, of doing this. I'm a full time investor as well. And in working with uh, Missing Context, which is our studio, um, I spend a lot of my days just, just doing that. So, right on, right on. So, Busy guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a good thing. How about that? <laughs> it makes, makes, makes life it. Uh, worth living, uh, staying busy. I love it. So, Raz, uh, how did you pick your Twitch name and what was the inspiration? That, (laughs) okay, Um, that's been a a matter of debate for a while now. Um, We we had, um, uh, we have a personal group that that we've been playing with for a long time. And... Rob uh, and I both DM for it. We we both DM on that personal group, and we had created two separate D and D campaigns. One one was our main campaign, which we were running through Dungeon of the Mad Mage, and kind of kind of taking the slow path to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so we decided to create a backup campaign, <clears throat> and the idea behind the backup campaign is in case characters died off in the main game you already had a second character that you were kind of comfortable with playing and you could just migrate them over. Mm-hmm. So, so we created that campaign in Sigil. I don't know if you're familiar with Sigil or not, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird kind of crossroads style world. It, it's a and d world, but um, okay. gotcha. landscape deal. Um, and I created a character, actually two characters in there, but the, the, Rasmataz is oh, sigil, a landscape. Yes, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so <laughs> go ahead. I apologize. It just it, the, the bell came on. <laughs> so I, I created this character, Rasmataz, and he, he is a Scion Herangon. And everybody really enjoyed that character so much that huh? I, I decided, you know, I, as a, as a joke, really, when I first started the Twitch channel, because I, I had no, I'd never actually done any streaming like that before right. other than like through zoom for business. Um, yeah. so I just named the channel Rasmatez and it, it, 
it stuck and kind of took off from there. So yeah, ah, it's beautiful. It's perfect. <laughs> That's the story behind Rasmataz. One of these days, people will actually get to meet Rasmataz. I'm looking forward to that because I enjoy playing that character. He's he's kind of. <laughs> he, he's a little different for me because he's he's kind of quirky he's not not dark or anything like that he's he's very mild-mannered and you know but he has the he has the whole rab, rabbit thing going on because everything everything happens very quickly talks yeah. very quickly thinks very quickly you know those type <laughs> of things <laughs> gotcha <laughs> amazing mm -hmm. um what D, D class do you consider yourself to be in real life Ooh. Wow. You know, I've been playing D&D &D for a very long time, so mm -hmm. there are so many classes now that it's ridiculously hard to try and pick one like that. Mm -hmm. um, Multiclassing is an option. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, no, I think probably... I, one of my very first characters that I ever, well, the first character I ever played was was a was a warrior that I migrated into being a, a barbarian. I, I, that's that's not me. Um, I'd say I'm probably a cleric. Ooh, cool. I love that. Right on. I like it. Um, I love it. So my, my next question, I'm going to add on to it a little bit because uh, uh, because of what you just said. Um, you said that uh, you've been playing a very long time. I too uh, have. Um, uh, uh, first off, what edition of D and D did you start with as a game master, and which is your favorite? And and it, it, you basically, how long have you been doing it? <laughs> well, when when I started playing D and D, um, it came in a little red box. If that tells you anything, yeah, the BX set, um, right? Basic <laughs> expert. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, that's that's where I started at with basic D and D, mm -hmm. and I would say my my favorite edition um, out of the advanced D and D pieces. I'm probably I, I mean I've enjoyed playing five E quite a bit, but I'm I'm really more probably probably two E is is probably the one that that sets the most comfortable with me. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I started in 81, so uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, about having, having done it a long, long time. I was right. a, a young lad when, when I started. So. <laughs> I tell you, I, I wasn't, when I first started, I, I had a, a good friend of mine who talked me into playing during study hall in school. Uh -huh. And uh, I, you know, I was bored, didn't have anything else to do. I, wrote, I wasn't really, you know, what is this D and D shit? You know, type of thing. Oh yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, from the first time we sat down, created some characters, kind of ran through some ideas, and and we started started playing. I I was hooked after that, so it was no turning back. So good. I, <laughs> I think I was hooked as soon as I saw I, uh, some of the supplements in in, in the the art that was on the front of them. And flipped through oh, them man. on the on the shelf when I first found yeah. it. Yeah, I was like, "Please, mom, I gotta have yeah, this. With, please, <laughs> give within, me more. Give me next week's allowance." <laughs> within a few months, I was I was I had a subscription to Dragon Magazine, so I was good wow. and rolling with that. I had uh, there, there was a play by mail game years ago called called Hyperborean. It's kind of based on the Conan uh, genre. Yeah. 
So I did that because I really got into the whole world building thing. Um, and yeah, it just, you know, I've, I've played a lot of different systems over the years. Um, yeah, some, some more popular, some uh, like Gamma World, um, Car Wars. Oh, you speak in my language. Yeah. So few people yeah. have played Gamma World. I <laughs> yeah. love it. I, I have a, well, I think I have somewhere around here. I have a signed copy of, I, are you familiar with ElfQuest? Yes, yes. I haven't played it, but I'm familiar with it. Huh? Yeah, we, uh, the group that I was part of then, we, we staffed the first concentric at the Chicago O'Hare. So we, wow. we worked directly with the writers. It was a, a husband and a wife team that wrote ElfQuest. Um, and they gave each of us a signed copy of the, of the main book. So That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that is so cool. I say this I every time that. it comes up, but I, I, I love Gamma World and all, all of the folks out here, you know, almost every fantasy CRPG that exists owes its existence to Dungeons and Dragons. Well, a lot of people don't realize that um, Fallout owes its existence to Wasteland and Wasteland owes its existence to Gamma World. <laughs> so very cool. Very cool. Gamma Sorry, World I'm was hogging, a hell of a fun question, Druid. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, no, Gamma no, no, World ahead. was a hell of a fun game. I mean, I I absolutely loved that system. I, I was sad to see it kind of, you know, fall into obscurity, but yeah. I can listen to you two talk about it forever. So <laughs> do not apologize for taking a long time. Just saying. Take your time. We're here. We're That's here to true. talk about it. We're, you can you can to... you can hammer away with questions. I I I'll, I'll give you a caveat. I did at one point in time. I did some playtesting for TSR as well. So I have, nice. Uh, wow, I'm yeah, impressed. <laughs> I have some interesting little collectible items that I got from uh, the team there at TSR, Gary Gygax. Um, so real history stuff. there. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, you've probably seen me. I, I, I have a, one of the crew shirts for the playtesters that's got the, it's one of the TSR logo shirts. <laughs> um, they only gave them out to employees and, and the playtesters. I, I wear that occasionally on the stream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's that's, cool. that, is a, that is a shirt to wear. Oh, that's mm -hmm. amazing. Absolutely. Uh, how long have you been a GM of Cyberpunk? TTRPG, and what inspired you to craft the Cyberpunk Adventures on Twitch? Because that was the first thing you streamed on Twitch, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, for games. Um, how long? Wow. Um, geez, I've been, I've been GMA. Well, I, I, there was a long period in there where I really didn't touch RPGs. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, I started GMing probably... 19 probably 1988 somewhere in that area mm -hmm. so it's it's been it's been a long time um and yeah D, D was was first obviously and then cyberpunk probably early well late 80s early 90s i started running a cyberpunk game i I had a group of uh, the group that I was playing with at the time. They really enjoyed cyberpunk, but nobody wanted to run it. So mm. I, I volunteered and, and just fell in love with the system and the world. And, you know, I, who, who doesn't? I mean, cyborgs. I mean, you know, and the art is awesome. So, yes, it's, yep. yes. yeah. Yeah, I'm a so good. I'm also a big fan of Shadowrun, which was obviously heavily inspired by cyberpunk. Um, right. Yep. And uh, I've I've played 
the some of the older original editions of, of Shadowrun, and I even DM'd my own D20 conversion of Shadowrun, which was a lot of fun, uh, because my <laughs> game group at the time couldn't quite wrap their heads around uh, the mechanics of the original Shadowrun, and so I was like, well, you know what? I can make this work. And so, uh, yeah, we retrofitted. We just retrofitted it, and I just ran with it. It was fun. Um, that's is it, that's i mean most most of your rp groups that have been together for a while that's that's kind of you know the whole homebrew thing is is uh, such a huge deal Agreed. um yeah. oh yeah um, oh yeah my <laughs> next question for you though is what is your favorite npc you have created and your favorite player character oh wow that's those are uh my favorite npc there's so many I've created so many. No, it's a hard question. If you don't have to pick, you know, um, one as your actual favorite, just one of your favorites. Actually, yeah. Well, more recently was an NPC that I created for our alien stream, and that was the the captain of the of the ship there on. Oh, yeah, he was awesome. I love the way you role played him. I got to see we a did. lot of those episodes. <laughs> well, in multifaceted character that was the that was the idea behind it i i really I, I really enjoy being able to add depth into those characters and make them make them have a life of their own you know what i mean right. instead of just having an npc that's there for a specific purpose and they just do specific things and and then that's it exactly um yeah. so yeah <laughs> matt matt prime 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 matt being that guy he, uh, <laughs> he, he was not happy with the captain by the way <laughs> I, I i can tell <laughs> so so you said that was your favorite npc what about a player character or have you been a forever dm for for <laughs> all this time well no i've 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 yeah i kind of feel like a forever dm but i i have a lot of different player characters as as well um i would say for for straight rpgs i uh and I got to go more recently. I I created a actually I ran a female tiefling for our D and D campaign. Um, that I I really enjoyed that character a lot. She mm -hmm. she had a lot of uh, she had a lot of issues. Put it that way. So really kind of uh, she wasn't an evil character, but she had a very dark disposition, mm -hmm. and she had she had grown up in the basically her family had been killed when she was just an infant and she mm -hmm. had been taken she'd been taken in by druids and raised and um so she wasn't worldly in any way mm. so you know basically grew up in the in the forest and so and the the group that she ended up tying herself to and she, she has an immense hatred for humans absolutely mm. hates humans um but the group that she ended up tying herself to immediately took her to Waterdeep. So you can imagine that here I am living in the forest in the mountains. And then the next, you know, whatever, next thing I know, I'm, I'm in the middle of Waterdeep. So it was, it was interesting. Wow. That's awesome. I... That's there's, there's, there's so many I could talk about, but I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love adding depth into characters. I tell you, that's you know creating the backstory. You and I have that in common, sir. Yep. To me, that's mm -hmm. that's the key to a good right. crafting a good story. Right. You know, crafting the world around the players, 
and their interactions with the the people that you put in the world in in yeah they, they, it's it's wonderful i love it <laughs> it's i my you know for my personal personally the way i approach it is it's it's not good rp unless you can bring that character to life you know what i mean you you really have to be able to have depth to the character so that they're at least can seem and feel like a real person yeah. um that's what I, that's what i like to try to do i don't know how successful i actually am with it but i i well, feel from like I do what right. i've seen many times <laughs> i think you're very good you you've been doing it a long time well, and you're you, well man. practiced so. appreciate that appreciate yeah. that a lot that's the whole point of the ttrpgs is you get mm-hmm. to be this character right exactly. it is amazing yep that's why i don't mind being a forever dm it's because honestly we get to do more role playing than the players <laughs> Because <laughs> we have so many characters we get to play. <laughs> and I get the I, one. I don't, I don't, I, you know, I enjoy DMing a great deal and mm-hmm. it, it, it is taxing. I got to say that, but um, I enjoy it because it, it gives me the opportunity to work with and help other people create story um, versus just, you know, I think a lot of GMs kind of approach it from the angle of I'm going to make this story and then you're going to play it. Um, That's the wrong thing. Yeah. Right. What I try to do is just create, I, I try, I, I try to create a framework for the story to be told in. Yeah. And then let the players, you know, let the players kind of do their thing and, and they get to tell the story as we're, as we're going through it. And yeah. It requires you to, to be on your feet a lot because you got to react to things a lot yes, that, that yes. are, you know, whatever crazy direction your your players decide to go with things um, right. like like blowing up fish tanks and, you know, tossing grenades in an underground bunker. And, or trying to be friends or trying to befriend the ghost in the tower. Yep. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> you know, so the ghost don't scare me. We are friends now. I just realized wow. we broke our promise to him. We never went back and told him what happened. I just now realized that. <laughs> How horrible. <laughs> All right. We have no choice, though. So what other, what other questions you got? What would you like to oh, know? We got, we got more. Go ahead, Drew. What, what drew you to Twitch? Why Twitch? Um, well... What drew us to Twitch actually is we we've had our well let me let me back up just a moment. There used to be four of us. We had a partnership with four creators, um, and we'd spent several years together doing basically pro bono style work. We did a lot of content creation for online groups that um, that in active communities. Mm-hmm. And we decided to, you know, hey, we're gonna we're just gonna start working on this on our own. And we we started doing some some contract work for mainly MMORPGs, um, just creating content for those games. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started out as the Vanguard Studios, and we we ran that way for you know I would say probably about a year and a half. And then one of the partners had some life events happen and decided to step away. So when that happened, we decided to kind of rebrand ourselves and recreate our our image. And at the same time, we well, we rebranded as Missing Context. 
um and you know the the i i believe that name for our studio is very fitting but <laughs> but um we also also at that point in time we decided to shift our attention into working in the rpg realm and we, our our fir the first project that we started was actually creating a a supplement for D and D, mm. and we had we got about six months in on that. We had a lot of of the development piece done. Um, we were really working on story. We had mechanics created, um, and then the OGL stuff started. And mm -hmm. at that point, we 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 hadn't published anything using the OGL. So and a lot of our, you know, friends, people that we know in the community that that already are heavily, I mean, if the if the OGL thing would have went the way they were planning for it to go, I mean, I I have people that I'm that I've been engaged with for a very long time that that were worried they were going to lose their business. Um, it was a big deal. So we decided yeah, uh, well, and, and we decided to, to do a paradigm shift. We just we kind of backed off shelved that project and we chose to hey let's just start creating our own thing see where it goes so we've it. we've That's been awesome. we've been working on what we affectionately call project horizon for the last mm, probably close to 18 months so nice. yeah we know exactly what you're talking in fact a little bit of a trivia our very first episode of bandwidth and banter was uh, Druid and I discussing the OGL debacle um, that, that just pretty much uh, drove a dagger into the heart of, <laughs> of, you know, Wizards of the Coast was what they were doing. Uh, anyway, that's off on a totally different tangent that we're not going to go there, but you know what we're talking about. We could probably spend a long time talking about that. Yeah. Or you guys um, would talk about it. I would sit here and go, uh-huh, yep, yep, preach, <laughs> let's go. That would, I'd just be the hype man, you know. Mm -hmm. But anyways. We so, did. We did. We've we've covered that in several episodes of right. the update log. So yeah, which is a um, great. Podcast what did family name, and friends way. think when you told them you planned on streaming? Well, um, you know, I didn't really tell a lot of people when I when I decided to create the channel. I I created this channel as an experiment to mm -hmm. really teach myself how to do it. That was, that was the, you know, the Razzmatazz channel was really just an experimental thing. It, I created it really just to, okay, figure out how does this work? You know what I mean? Right. Um, got everything set up and then, and then started launching, doing some streams and very early on, like the first month, all I did is video game streams. And it was basically just me playing around I had cyberpunk 2077 going and it was really just playing around with you know the video piece the audio piece how do these different features work how do i how do i do this how do i build this this scene mm -hmm. um and after about a month a little over a month of doing that i uh you know I, I had already presented it to my partners that hey you know what that we need to do this because we we have a brand that nobody knows about and the only way to to get out there in front of people is just to, to do it to just get out in front of people just just put ourselves yep. out there and go with it um start building an audience and that's really how the twitch thing happened is it, it just you know I'm, I'm a little obstinate i said hey i want to do this and and no one said no so i did it 
I love it. That's how great things are made in the world, Raz. <clears throat> yep, yep. Uh, what struggles did you deal with when you first started streaming? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, sound is horrible. Yeah. What a pain in the butt. I, you know, that's probably the big one right there is sound. We still. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. Yes. 100%. Feel you 100. In fact, I, I, I can imagine Druid is saying in her mind, "I feel that in my soul." <laughs> I do. Yeah. I felt it. 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 I don't know if you saw that answer hit me like physically hit me like, "Ugh." Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Sound, sound is miserable. I and I started out trying to use. I started out trying to use templates um, and or overlays. Right. And. I figured out really quickly that I just don't like overlays. There, it's I, I don't like the restriction of overlays, and you know there's some there's some really nice looking ones out there, and I've I've bought overlay packages so I can have the the tools that go with it. Mm -hmm. um, but I build all of our scenes from scratch. So nice. Yeah. Wow. So on that note, then, uh, what tips can you share with future streamers? make sure that you have your sound make sure you you know get get work with somebody or ask a lot of questions or you know partner with existing streamers because that will definitely help you get over some of those hurdles when, especially when it comes to the sound piece because that's that's just horrible i agree um, don't be afraid to ask i mean you know the the now I'll, I'll put it this way there's there's a large community of streamers smaller streamers out there that are really will go out of their way to help you and you know i've met some really really fantastic people um stormy included uh insomnia night has been just awesome i mean yes. that, that, that guy is is great you know yes. um and these folks will they'll get behind you they'll help you they'll you know they'll walk you through issues that you have um so that's that's the big one right there is i, I would just say make sure that you find yourself find a little community that you can get, get in, involved with and get engaged with and, and then ask a lot of questions get into their discord and ask a lot of questions because they they're willing to help you and you know, a lot of times they most of the people view it as your success is my success and which is is perfect Agreed. um yes don't don't try to approach the really big streamers that's i'll, I'll warn you about that right right off the bat do yep. not think that you can engage them because they will not engage with you um and you're you're just wasting your time you're gonna beat your head up against the wall and and quit probably so find a small group of small streamers that have already faced a lot of the challenges that you have and and they will help you oh yeah great great advice oh Fantastic. yeah hundred <laughs> percent i am one of those that loves to help people figure that stuff out yep i love it ah. that's awesome <laughs> I, it you fuels know, me. I, I get I'm I'm to the point now where I get questions sometimes from other streamers, you know, about, you know, hey, how did you do this or how did you do uh -huh. that? Uh -huh. Um and I I it surprised me at first when that started happening. And now it's you know, it's a feel good to be able to actually take you know what I've been able to to learn 
and pass pay it forward you know pass yeah. it on to somebody else yeah yeah i cannot gatekeep this info i need to share it right, right. and i need to get more people streaming i need <clears throat> i need all of the people i need all of my friends here <laughs> and uh because it's cooler that way so <laughs> indeed indeed uh what do you enjoy most about streaming nothing um uh, <laughs> <laughs> um no actually I, I i really enjoy the community that's that's the the biggest piece to me is being able to to build a community of folks that you know and, and we've we don't have a big community but we we do have a pretty a pretty strong base of people that that really are joining us regularly and, and engaging us and that is that is fantastic you know just having having those folks that show up watch your you know, absorb your content and they engage with you and and they you know they provide input you know whether it's through the chat during the stream in the discord that's that's uh, to me that's really a very important piece of of all of it is being able to engage with those folks and you know it, at the same time that they're enjoying our content and and contributing as part of that content um we're learning from them as well yes so indeed right on <laughs> what a wonderful way of looking at things um how long have you been playing video games and what was the first one you ever played um, the first video game I ever played was on a system called Odyssey. I don't know if you're familiar familiar with that. Did or you not. say it Odyssey? One, Odyssey. Yeah. Hmm. It hmm. it was one of the first video game systems. Um, it actually came out before Atari. Oh yeah. Um, oh wow. Oh yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. That one's oh. So so I've been playing video games for a long time. Um. I don't get to play video games a lot anymore. I, I've started, I decided for just to have some cool down time in the evenings. I either, I either read or I will, and I do a lot, I'm an avid reader. Um, or now I decided, you know what, I, I was playing on the computer, but I, I need to get away from the screens for a while every day. <laughs> um, so I went and bought an Xbox and, I, I downloaded Skyrim because I absolutely love Skyrim. You know, I, I think, you know, it's an older game at this point, but I think I could just play that forever, probably. So I think a lot of people feel that way. She still plays it on her stream. <laughs> <laughs> I have too, and we'll probably return to it. <laughs> one, one of my favorites in, in recent that I've, I, you know, I had, I downloaded Phantom Liberty, but I haven't actually played it yet, which sucks. But um, the, I, I really have enjoyed the the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven game. As it's well. a great game. Yeah. Um, We're playing the it, DLC it, on Wednesdays with uh, it's Star Kitty. Yep. Um, so if you don't want spoilers, well, <laughs> it, it does, the Wednesday game night. itself. The game itself plays a lot into my head for the universe. And that's right. that's really that's the biggest piece for me. It's awesome. Very cool. What else you got? Uh, what is your favorite thing and your least favorite thing that you have streamed? Hmm. My favorite thing, you know, I would say. The, well, the update log is is definitely my favorite. Um, 
Rob is the is the host of that program, and he he puts the he he's the one who does the most of the research uh, going into that. So you know he definitely that's his baby, but it's it's my baby on the on the front side because I I designed the the screen piece to it, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I I think honestly I think if you were to ask all three of us, the answer is probably the same when it comes to the streams. Is the update log is yeah. is nice. definitely our you know that's our passion child right there. Right on. Um. Now, as far as games go, man, I, I, I can't, I can't pick a favorite. I, I really can't. They, I, you know, I, I love all of them. And, you know, we, we have some games coming up that we're going to be doing that, that I'm sure I will, I will love just as much. Um, I have to, you know, give a, a shout out to Luke Stratton because I think the, I think the, I, I haven't had a lot of opportunity to play on stream, but the one time I did was was when we when we did our uh, one shot of Pirate Borg, and the creator of Pirate Borg, Luke Stratton, joined us for that game, and I had a just a hell of a lot of fun, and he is he is an awesome guy, an awesome guy to play with. So, and so cool. Matt Matt ran it, and and vengeance. I I swear, I don't care what he says. It's vengeance. He killed me. Killed my character <laughs> at the end of the stream. What a horrible person! <laughs> I got to pick on him because he's in the audience. So, of course, Perfect. of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> please tell us about the update log talk show. How did you pick the name, and what was your inspiration for starting a talk show? The wow, the update log name. Um, that honestly, we went through a list from hell of potential names and finally kind of settled on, let's call it the update log. Um, that's, that's the story behind it. There's nothing, you know, there's not really a, a grand thing there. Yeah. We, sure, we put a sure. large list of ideas together and we systematically went through and just started peeling them off, you know, here, mm-hmm. take one off, take one off. Uh-huh. And we landed on the update log. Um, and it, it fits for what we were aiming for is to, you know, try to keep it relevant to the space that we're in and try to keep it informational for people so that, so mm-hmm. that we're sharing and talking about, you know, important news in the industry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I forgot the other part of the question. What was oh, that was, uh, what's your inspiration for starting the talk show? Inspiration for starting the talk show is the community itself and building building a community around our brand. That's you know it's that's what we that's where we started is is and that's where we're going to continue to move forward with is building that mm-hmm. brand piece. Um, we we have a lot of things that we're going to be doing like through 2024. Obviously, we're we're going to be running games both in person and virtually for GaryCon coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I will for sure be at Gen Con this this year. Um, possibly Matt and Rob will also be there. Um, we just might be spread a little bit thin for that. See where we actually land because we're we're we would love to be in a position where we can represent ourselves. And mm-hmm. but I don't think we're gonna be. I don't foresee having our game ready for release by Gen Con. So mm. Mm, yeah, probably not going to happen, but 
will definitely be there. And if nothing else, we'll be working with our Telsorian, Free League Press. Um, maybe, maybe some others. We'll see. See what happens. Okay. There's some other publishers out there that I, I find really, really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. We just, we have a very soft conversation going on with them that, that uh, maybe will develop more. So. Right oh, I love it. <clears throat> I love it. Uh, what has been your favorite topic that you have discussed on your podcast, talk show, podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite topic? I don't. I, you know, I do. I, okay, I, I got to give you a little bit of backstory before I lay this out there. Um, so, I mean, I was, I've been playing and engaged with Dungeons and Dragons since, since TSR days. Obviously, yeah. I, you know, I, I did some playtesting stuff with them. Um, I've lived up here by Lake Geneva most of my life at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not happy when I found out that Wizards of the Coast was was taking over uh, the TSR portfolio. I understand why that happened, but it was not a happy moment for me. And I am, you know, doubly not happy with with what TSR. What I'm sorry, what Wizards of the Coast has has. They, I'm not saying that they've created a lot of bad content or anything like that because they haven't. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. So I, I would say any any time that's that they do something stupid and I get a chance to rag on them, absolutely. That's my favorite. Nice. I I approve this message. <laughs> this is, I agree. <laughs> In fact, when she and I had our first B and B episode and we're talking about that, my my solution was we need to kill D and D so that Wizards of the Coast would sell it to somebody else so that we can revive it <laughs> with somebody who actually cares about it instead of wanting right. m- nothing but money. Um, right. So you, you touched on a topic that's my next question. That's, are you excited for GaryCon 2024? What are you guys going to do there? I am excited. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> well, we're, I'm going to be running live games at GaryCon. Um, I have eight games I'm going to be running over the four days. So two a day, both four hour sessions. So it's going to be, yeah, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be tired. <laughs> it's going to feel like I'm like in my teens again, you know, where you could just play for days. Yeah. Um, so that's okay. It's, it's, we have, we're going to run, uh, I'm going to run The Witcher in the afternoon. That's going to be one session that I'm going to run mm-hmm. four times. One story I'm going to run four times. Yeah. Um, but we have developed, what? well, we're developing a an adventure module, I guess you would say. But basically right now it's a four-part story, which is actually chapter one of a larger story um, centered on cyberpunk. Yeah, it's 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 a story that that we created and we ran with our private group. It was a little different with the private group, but that that allowed us to kind of flesh out a lot of what we wanted to do with it mm-hmm. and the playtesting piece, I guess you could say. Um, and so we've been modifying and developing that so that we can create four independent sessions. But each into each the, the trick to it is four independent sessions that run together but not 
so much so that the you know, because you're not going to have exactly the same players each day. So it has to be able to be ran as an independent piece as well. So all mm-hmm. four sessions will be will be are designed to be run as an independent piece that ties to the overall story. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we're not quite finished with it, and we gotta we gotta really put the wrapping finishing touches on it at this point. But I am really excited to to show it to people and to. Nice. Uh, to run that story for some folks because <laughs> it is a fantastic story. It's called Beyond the Black Wall. Ooh, Ooh I love it. Can't wait to yeah. hear all about it once you've once you've done it at, Gen- at Gary Gary Con. And I cannot wait to know when it's printed so we could buy it. Right. Hey, <laughs> maybe I'll get you a copy. I'll buy it. I just <laughs> want it signed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then I can brag to people. And then I can brag to people. Hey, we do do have a credit that I would like to just share here that's going to be coming up. Um, We have also been doing some playtesting work for Artel Sorian and uh, Cody Pondsmith and the new game coming out there. Um, So we'll get a credit for that when that game comes out as well. Nice. Fantastic. So hopefully that answered both parts of that question. Yes, <laughs> you did. You got it covered. <laughs> I, am, I am. I am. I'm super excited for GaryCon, and I really, you know, I've been trying to encourage our community, the folks who were able to make it to GaryCon, um, you know, come on out, come to the table. Mm-hmm. It, even even if you're not gonna come play with me, um, you know, stop by and see me. I'll, I'll be I'll be spending some time with the video pieces with Gary Khan. I'll be spending some time with with Mike Pondsmith um, helping. We we do have official support from Artel Sorian for Gary Khan. That's so, amazing. Uh, yeah, it, I'll be spending some time with him and and yeah, and uh, Artel Sorian is actually contributing um, some prizes and giveaways. So we're going to be giving away some cyberpunk content. At GaryCon, possibly even for the virtual games. So Fantastic. that's all coming straight from uh, Artel Sorian. That's awesome. You guys heard here here first. Well, I don't know if it's first, but you heard it here. <laughs> uh, real quick, thank you, Raiders. Uh, we'll, we're going to jump back into the interview. Uh, Holy really cow. Quick, Appreciate you since all of you guys people. are here, I am so sorry. We are currently in. Inter- so for those of you who just showed up, welcome. Hi, we're Bandwidth and Banter. Go follow our friend Razmataz, who we are interviewing today. Um, because you have now entered the chat, you now must at least go follow Razmataz, at least on Twitch, because mm-hmm. he has some really great things going on. So please, if you would do that, would be wonderful. Thank you. We would appreciate it. That's what Bandwidth and Banner is all about, highlighting you other are hired, streamers Druid. that you we are hired. admire <laughs> and respect in the industry. <laughs> so if you guys are fans of... TTRPGs and all things tabletop and nerdy, please. Yep, indeed. Go check him out. That's why he's here, because we we adore him and, and appreciate him. Um, all and 91 we're on of some you. Interesting pivoted questions, Druid. I think the next one's yours. <laughs> As we we're kind of exiting out of the more nerdy parts, we're into the more the other part. You know, we're <laughs> we're winding down. We're getting ready for we're getting ready for uh, uh, chat questions. So if you have questions, plan them out now. (laughs) What inspired you to start your candle and essential oil shop? Ah, 
Um, <laughs> well, we, uh, my, my wife and I and my kids actually started that about eight, nine years ago. And two, two things. One is we, we do try to keep our house like clean of toxins as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um we're not we're not overboard with it or anything like that but i mean we don't we don't you know try to keep that stuff down and and most of the off the shelf products candles incenses stuff like that are just a toxic cesspool um mm -hmm. so we decided to start making our own and then you know it it became a thing where it dawned on my wife and i were like hey here's a perfect opportunity to teach our kids about business so then we we integrated them in the business in the in the production manufacturing marketing side the sales side and and we ran that way for several years as as more or less a, a family with a small poppy business um the kids have since moved on and doing their own thing so mm -hmm. now it is it is basically back to my well all of my daughter so it's myself and my daughter and my wife now, and we do we do all of it. We do all the marketing, all the production, everything, and we have we have taken that to a point where everything in there is all natural, and that's that's kind of what we try to stick with. We don't nice. want chemicals, toxins, or anything in our product, mm. and we try to make sure it's a the highest possible quality we can make. So long burn times, great scent throw, and try to do unique scents as much as possible. But yeah, that's the candle business. Thank you very much for bringing that up. Absolutely. Are, all, all, of, all of our essential oils are 100% pure. We do not do blends. But yeah. Nice. Love it. Love what it. What is your favorite candle slash wax fragrance that you guys have? Whoa. Um, there's many. There's... Hmm. I am going to say my favorite is a holiday scent called Pumpkin Pickin'. It has a strong vanilla smell to it. It's it's sweet, but yeah, I, that's probably the one I like the most. There's there's so many that I really like. We have one that we haven't introduced <clears throat> on our web, website called Trail Ride. Mm -hmm. um which we you know th through kind of playing with the with the sense we've we've been able to make one that actually mimics a woodsy kind of leather smell mm -hmm. um we decided to call it trail right we haven't put it up on the website yet i'll probably introduce that on the website this we have we have more product that we sell that isn't on the website but you know go check it out awesome. yeah yeah <clears throat> Absolutely. I love essential oils and mm -hmm. smelly things. I just mm -hmm. want a bird, so I can't have anything that's aerosol right. and stuff like that because my bird will die, and I don't want that to happen. Um, but, yeah. I love, I, I love the candle shop. Awesome. And, you know, from a price standpoint, we try to keep, everything at a reasonable price i mean we're obviously i mean you can go buy cheap crap if that's what you want but we we don't tr we try to make sure we're not overcharging for, yeah. for things you, you go and look at a lot of the like novelty uh shops online shops stuff like that that are carrying all natural products and a lot of them are just ridiculously priced it's yeah. so expensive so yeah. You know, and I'm not going to say ours is cheap by any means because it's really it's not. I mean, it's it's pricey, but it's we're 
a whole lot better, probably 30 to 40% lower than a lot of the competitors. Yeah. Um, nice. And a big, big piece of that is because it's not about making it. I mean, obviously we want to make money with it, but it, it's not about that. It's not about yeah. making, you know, tons of money. It's about making enough to keep the business healthy and, and, and do something that we're passionate about. Oh yeah. I think it's great. I got to get you some beard oil, Stormy. We make beard <laughs> oil as well. Actually. Some beard I was, oil. I was going mm. yeah. to be picking up some for my, my husband. Aha. I might have to take you up on that. I'll have to. I'll have to <laughs> slide into the DMs. We'll discuss it. <laughs> slide right into those DMs, Stormy. Ah, <laughs> uh, my so, the bad thing about our our beard oil is it's not as cons, it's not highly consumable. I I have a couple of customers that that buy beard oil from us regularly, but it's it's like they the one ounce bottle lasts them for like three four months. So. <laughs> But yeah. <clears throat> nice scalp oil. Um, uh, okay, we're in our last three questions that are crafted questions. These um, are fun crafted questions. Casual. They're funny. These are the wind funny, down towards funny. the end. I like funny. Um, what is the weirdest sleeping dream you have ever had? The weirdest sleeping dream I ever had. Um, that you're willing to share. Yeah, I actually I have one that I will share. It, it's a weird one that I had as a child that I never forgot about. And it was like my my running nightmare as like a six year old. And it was about sand people. I don't know where I got that from, where <laughs> it came from. No idea. But it was like like nights in a row. I dreamt about these sand people coming after me. Um, but yeah, yeah, haven't had that one in many, many, many years, but it, it's the one that sticks with me. If I ever had it again, it would probably be a, probably be this freaky a, or if I ever seen a sand person. That's awesome. So Raz, if you could be any superhero, which one would you choose and why? If I could be any superhero, um, hmm. I think it would probably be Lobos. Um, oh, nice! And and simply because he doesn't take any shit and he doesn't have to put up with any shit, and you know, nice. I like that. Oh, that's a great I choice. I love it. <laughs> I support. Last question: If you had to pick one, Snickerdoodle or chocolate chip, what would it be for the rest of forever? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say chocolate chip. Why I'd have to pick Acceptable. Snickerdoodle only because I'm allergic to chocolate. But uh, but if I weren't allergic, I would 100 percent pick chocolate. I don't. I don't. That's that's the. I don't eat a lot of sweets. That's the. Yeah. So we don't either, actually. So I feel you. <laughs> yeah. I was sweet right. is bad. Now is the time for us to open up the floor to uh, questions from our audience uh, mm -hmm. and um, any questions that come to mind from Druid and I just kind of pop into our head that we didn't discuss earlier. And also, if you have any questions for us, Raz, this is this is our op opportunity to, to do that. And also, we're going to share all of your links. Um, please check Again. out what we shared uh, below. Uh, guys, you got to go support people like Razmataz. They're doing amazing things on Twitch and yeah. in other areas of the of yeah. life in the world. And so uh, people we, like we him must... is exactly who we want to highlight, right? 
Druid? 100%. 100%. They are, uh, he is making changes. He's doing stuff for the betterment of our souls. So the least yes. you can do is follow him on Twitch and buy his book when it goes live. Okay? And so those great, are your obligations. <laughs> right. And he's a great freaking GM. So <laughs> you're going to enjoy watching his cyberpunk uh, TTRPG night. Go check it out. That's the bonus. <laughs> the fact that he's great at it makes it just do it. Agreed. Do it. Agreed. Zero, 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 zero regrets. I, I think we should do, uh, you know, uh, a crossover game at some point and have you guys come play with us or maybe we'll come play with you. It's a thought. We'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about we'll it. Talk. We'll talk. <laughs> it's uh, that would be uh, we? like. As long as we're an entire team kind of thing, I'd be—I think we'd be down for it because we're like kind of attached at the hip now, all, all four of us, five of us now with ED. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would be perfect. Uh, that'd be a—it'd be. A, I think that'd be a fun time. We could we could come up with something something quirky and fun to do for the evening and and well, share cool. it with the world. I could play the little goblin character. <laughs> She'd be great, goblin. <laughs> All right. Everybody wants to see me play a goblin. It looks like Karavnos has the first question I have, for us. I have three, actually, on our Google Doc Stormy, I have three questions that I've already archived for us. Oh, that look are at in you, order. Right on. Got you. Nice. Um, ooh, okay. So Karavnos asks, would you rather know how you die or know when you die? Hmm. Neither, I actually. Um... <laughs> Same. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So death is a fact of life, right? That's what they tell me anyway. Um, I don't. I don't plan to die. So yeah, we'll just leave you're it. Work, that. You're working on how you can make the lich thing happen, huh? I, I, well, I, I, I much prefer that it just be a surprise. You know, all the way around. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to. Well, I hopefully, just it's don't. a nice surprise, not a horrible. You know, drawn out long ordeal thing but yeah <laughs> druid you got the next one uh karavanos also asked uh what is your favorite magic spell slash item slash weapon you've ever homebrewed follow up mm. what were the steps the players had to take to obtain it mm. That's a tough one. Um, it's a good question, though. It yeah, is. It is. It is. Um, I would say the one that I most recently homebrewed was some um, some tech in Cyberpunk, which mm -hmm. falls into the falls into the story that we're that we're telling, um, because the tech itself is kind of banned technology even even in the cyberpunk world mm. um so and that's that's something that we haven't like fully released to everybody yet so i don't want to say too much about it but it's yeah, i i'm rather proud of what we have done with that and i you know i'm really 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 excited that i'm the one that gets to kind of narrate that story for the team so oh yeah wait i love it Love it. See, hear that, guys? That's exactly a perfect reason to go watch his, his show. <laughs> Just saying. All right. So Young Hand, Young Hand asks, what advice would you give to folks wanting to get into game design or development? 
Hmm. Advice for game design or development. Um, don't. <laughs> it's hard. I, I, that's it, it's hard. You're, you're going to, you know, here's the thing. I, I guess the one piece of advice that I could give anybody who wants to get into this is don't expect results for, you know, I'm not going to say right away is absolutely ridiculous. If you're expecting something to happen really quickly and you're going to, you know, you're going to just create something and off you go, um, you're going to be really disappointed. I, I'm, I, I feel for you. Um, you. You really have to have patience and perseverance if you're going to get into this. And you've mm -hmm. got to be willing to, to, you know, fight hard, put in the hours. And, and it's got to be, you got to love it. Because if you don't love it, you're going to hate it. That's, yeah. that's the best I can say. Yeah. That's it sounds like it, there's also like a lot of networking and stuff that gets that's involved in it as well. Huge amount. Huge amount. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How much time is it for that? Do you dedicate to get, actually developing the game versus like networking? Like how much time is dedicated to? Well, question. that that depends. That depends a lot. Um, I'm. We, we have a three-person team that mm -hmm. works on, on all of our projects. It used to be four people, but we have a three-person team. And my, my role has been a little bit different in a lot of that. Um, I, I, got, I, I do quite a bit in the creative space, but my partners do more of the creative piece. Mm -hmm. I, I take care of the business side. I, mm -hmm. you know, I've done quite a bit in the networking area the part of the getting out there and, and developing sponsoring relationships with different publishing companies mm -hmm. different creators um stuff like that but that's that's I'm, I'm working on right rob's rob's kind of stepping into that some so he can kind of take that piece on um so i i focus most most of my attention is focused on the business side and in that piece so I, I do a lot of the back-end work um matt is our kind of our, our our creative producer i guess you could say especially for for our for the project horizon which is our our game system that we're developing he is he's the guy mm -hmm. um rob and i both contribute and and we're we're the creative team that works for him in that sense you i guess you could say it that way um for the GaryCon piece and everything we're developing there, um, that's I've I've been the lead on that project. That's mm -hmm. that was kind of an easy one for me because I've I've been playing and running Cyberpunk for a very long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's how much time to put into it. I I wish I had more time to put into it. I would put it that way to you. Yeah. I feel that. Yep. Things things could go a lot quicker. If if we you know didn't didn't have uh, a, a, another life that we had to live as well, so yeah. That, it, you know everybody starting out has that unless unless you take the path of of going and you know going to work for a big big company that already does a big publisher that already is gonna you know hire you and make it your job to to work on these game projects. Um, I've never been in that space, so I really can't speak to that. Mm -hmm. um but i don't think it would be as fulfilling as the place that i've been able to put myself in mm -hmm. where 
I mean, I can pick and choose. I can, you know, right now, my partners and I own the company. So we yeah. can decide what we want to do and what we don't want to do. Um, and there's nobody there, you know, holding anything over our head saying, you know, you're going to do this. No, no, I'm not. Yeah. Um, We're good. So, yeah. Cool. Right on. Cool. While uh, while we're waiting on for some some more questions from the audience, do you have any for us, Raz? Uh, well, I mean, what what have you guys always played D and D? Is that the the main game well, that you've streamed, or so uh, that was uh, actually I had been streaming, and Druid had been streaming our own kind of thing. Uh, we had our own separate streams, and then we met. Uh, through a mutual mod of ours named Isolade. And mm-hmm. we hit it off as friends. And then I, I met Extirpate Fate, her significant other, uh, who I hit it off with really well too. And he had shared with me that they wanted to, that he tried to get her into D&D in the past and, and they had a group that didn't quite work out. And that he always wanted her to experience a good D&D adventure. And I had shared with them that I've been, you know, I've been a DM since I was a little kid in 1981. And, um, and I've been doing it for a long time. I have a, a, a current personal group on Sundays that uh, we've been playing for eight or nine years and uh, you know, had some previous older groups from the past as well. And, uh, but I, I said, you know what? I, let's, you know, I'd love to try and see if you guys like it. And it turned out we clicked really, really well. They, uh, Druid and Fate are, have become Star Kitty and I's best friends. And uh, we're just one of those rare instances where we just like all, not only do we click personally, but we also click uh, on a gaming level, right? Like the way we approach uh, playing a a TTRPG, a tabletop role-playing game is very similar. And um, and so, yeah, we've been doing that since our, we just wrapped up our first campaign, which was 88 sessions long. It lasted almost two my, years. That was my first campaign ever. Yep. Druid's first campaign. And it was awesome. And we just started our new one and we're on our uh, second primary episode uh, tomorrow. So thank you for asking. That is, um, that is fantastic. That is, yeah. I, I see, um, Ravenous actually asked a question in in the uh, in the chat about mm-hmm. handling writer's block. Yes. And yeah. I got I got to say I think that the answer to that from my standpoint is actually a lot of what Stormy was just talking about. I mean, get get yourself some a, a creative network. Yeah. That's that's the way I handle it. I mean, anytime that I get into a spot where and and it happens too frequently. But anytime I get into a spot where it's just like, you know, the brain fuzz is just there and it's you just cannot fight your way out of the out of the bag at that point. Um, I just start, you know, that's what I have. That's what I have a team for, because I just go to them and I start throwing things at them, let them throw ideas at me. And it's powerful to do that and very, very recharging because they're Mm going to challenge you. They're yeah. going to challenge what your thinking is. They're going to challenge the things that you think that you're right on. Um, they're even going to challenge the things that you think you're wrong on. Believe me, sometimes that's even more frustrating. Um, but yeah, because they'll they'll help you recharge that battery for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, get, I like get that. yourself a into a, a network wow. of people that you can d- just just go and have be a sounding board. Yeah, mm. recharge your battery. 
just throwing it out there, Karabinos, you can literally unsolicitedly like pop into my chat ever and just be like, I have a problem. And then we'll mm -hmm. all problem solve it with you. Just saying, if you yep. need help. <laughs> yep. I you can also it. pop over to, to my discords and slide into my DMs and we can, uh, I'd be yeah. glad to help you brainstorm. Uh, yeah. And we I all can love give it. you some additional advice since you asked that question, all three of us. Um, one other thing that helps me is uh, no, don't be afraid to be inspired by other pieces of entertainment that you see in life. I'm not saying copy or rip off anybody else's ideas, but mm -hmm. let yourself be inspired when you see a, a cool character on an anime or a movie or a book that you read. It's, you know, some character that, that, in, that is like, oh, wow, that's a really neat character. You know, mm -hmm. imagine what that, where that character's at and what's he, what he's doing. Once you start getting the imagination rolling, then it'll, it'll take on a mind of its own. Also, mm -hmm. don't be afraid to go back and look at some of your old ideas that you never got to use. You can always reuse old ideas mm -hmm. that you didn't get to use, and that can spiral into a whole new world. So Yeah, because Karavanos, you're a DM, right? Yep. I'm pretty sure I remember you saying you're a DM. You were showing me characters in Discord the other day. Um, but yeah, I agree. There's a difference between steel and well-inspired, 100%. Yeah, yeah. You know, just, I, I got to add something on that. When it comes to being a, a, a DM and, and getting blocked there, um, encourage your players to create backstory for their characters. Oh, yeah. Because that <laughs> is, there. there's a whole wealth of things that you can pull out of that that, that really is just character development yep. for your players. And... I, I find that to be abs absolutely the absolute best thing for me is I have mm -hmm. I, I really encourage my characters or all my players to create a backstory for their character. And then I use the blacks, the backstory when I'm when I'm running when that wells running dry, I'll go use their backstory to generate content. And, and it feels good for them because it's specific to their story. Yeah. Right. And and it's an easy spot for me because they've already given me the, you know, they've already put the the planted the seed there. All I got to do is make it grow for them. Yep. They 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 started the they planted the seed and sparked the the, the flame. And uh mm -hmm. I agree 100%. In fact, uh you might I don't know if you knew this or not, Raz, but our newest campaign that we just started with Druid and Fate and Star Kitty and we added a new player Banana Tom OG. Um we did a, a unique thing that, that, that these guys came up with, uh, and that was that uh, each of the first four episodes was an individual episode where I, uh, on stream, made the character with the player where we worked out the backstory together and the aesthetics of the character and the personality of the character and the motivations for the character. And we did it all together on stream. And then I ran them through an origin story one shot and and by by starting it like that it, and the neat thing is none of the players promised that they wouldn't watch each other's episodes until the first actual session where everybody's going to come together and so it's been really really fun working that out together and, and like I've you been, said creating been, the world around them i've been doing that with our cyberpunk campaign as yeah oh, that's, yeah that's a that's a, it's doing the, the one shots that are specific to the characters so that it, it's just, it, it's just an environment for that individual to play their character 
and right. and be the character. You don't have to play as part of the group. You don't have to, you know, you don't have you don't have that group think going on. You you get to play into this universe which which you created and I I'm just I'm just bringing it to life for you as the GM. Right. Well said. Well said. <laughs> I'm amazed. I love when I meet folks like yourself who really get it and realize that uh, tabletop RPGs are a collaborative effort, right? Right. And and you, you, that you create that space together, and and that's why when you're going to have the most fun. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, as a, as a GM, you have a lot of fun with that too. So I mean. Oh yeah, it gives me tons of fun. That's why. That's why I don't mind being a forever DM. Although I have to admit, I'm fortunate. My my personal group that I play with on Sundays. Uh, a, a, few i guess a few a couple of months ago um one of our players decided to 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 try out being a dm and dming us so i actually got to play it's been decades since i've been able to play so um it's been awesome amazing oh wow that's uh, an interesting question <laughs> uh, starkity Star asks, asks what Go ahead. What was your last Netflix my, binge? My last Netflix binge. Well, I don't I don't actually watch a lot of TV. So when I do watch anything like a binge like that, it's usually with my daughter. She right. likes to lasso me into watching shows with her. And the last series that we like watched from beginning to end, which we've probably done this a couple of times, um, was all of the Walking Dead series that are out there. So, yeah, that's the that's our that's our 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 father daughter time watching The Walking Dead. It. Right on, right on. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of zombie things, but cool. <laughs> well, this is we, it. we 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 watched Netrunner together. We we watched um, The Last of Us together, um, right and we've we started. We've watched The Wheel of Time from Amazon, um, but I, I, yeah, anyway, I'm actually, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a little, probably in the Discord, I'm going to do a little group chat thing in there for people who are, who are interested in our Discord, um, where we'll get together and we'll talk about the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan. Um, I have a couple cool. people that have been asking me about that, and Old Man Garris is, is going to join me for that. Oh, um, hell yeah, Old Man Garris is awesome. <clears throat> Yeah, and we're we're just going to do open chat, and we're going to talk about you know probably a lot of comparison pieces for the first two books because that's that's the basis for the Amazon series, and I you know there, I, I the Amazon series is really it, it's really good, but it's not the wheel of time. Yeah, so I just I'll just throw that out there. That's what I I've heard, I've heard yeah. a lot of people just like mm. yeah. Mm. Um, Kravinos asks uh, another good question. As a DM, have you ever dealt with a TPK? Did your players hate you? <laughs> no, I, I have dealt with a TPK and no, my players didn't hate me. They don't hate me because they still play with me almost every Thursday night on a stream live. And right. yes, I have killed them all in a total party, party wipeout a couple of times now. I couldn't even imagine. Here's here's the thing, guys. Um, and I just I want to throw this out there really quickly. I I can I really appreciate that question because that mm -hmm. is an awesome question, and I think yeah. we all as GMs we have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and nobody wants their character to die. 
I mean, you put a lot of attention and effort and, and, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. You don't want your character to die, but Mm -hmm. for, for it to be a, a real story for a real serious story, even if you're playing it, just a fun, loving character, um, there has to be the potential for consequences. That has to yes. be real. Doesn't mean you have to kill players. I, I do my best not to kill off player characters, but you know, it. it I also take a you know, a par- pardon me. I, I don't f around and find out approach to it. Fuck around, find it's out. Fun. It's you okay. It. You, you can speak as an adult on, on the channel. It's okay. Go ahead. <clears throat> the f word's one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so yeah, I have, I have, I have party wiped a couple of times, and and uh, I don't know if they love me or not, but they they still play with me if that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Silly Jester asked another really good question: Is there a most shocking moment of creativity from your players? There's a lot of them. Um, geez, I, I I'm not sure that I could pull out one in particular. And I actually there's there's some moments that I that I would prefer to pull out that are games that I wasn't necessarily running, but I was playing in with with some of the some of the same people that that play in my games. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's one particular character that uh, in a in a D and D campaign that we have, um, he's an ogre, and he's a chef. If you can just imagine putting those two things together, he is he's like the the kindest, most, you know, lovable, big, hairy, ugly fella, stinky. Um, And, you know, obviously he's a bar and he's a barbarian. So he has this horrible temper if you really piss him off. And um, my character (laughs) <laughs> what, my, my, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he makes really great food. It's just you, you've got to really dig deep in your soul to decide whether you want to eat it or not, because he did decide to cook intellect devourers and uh, feed them to the group with some interesting side effects. Um, For us. Yes, yes. For and, us. <laughs> but that, yeah, that, that answers your question. That is probably the moment of of just fantastic creativity that that you know lasted for a whole year of being able to play with that character um and and matt plays that character and he plays very very it's just an awesome character and he does a fantastic job with it and i i'm always amazed to play alongside that particular character because it's it's you know you never really know what you're gonna get and it's it's always something it's always something interesting so mm-hmm. oh wow I, I just have to so, say that i'm go ahead Drew. go ahead I, I i just have to say i'm really really excited to see my husband play a a full spellcaster um because he is one of those insanely creative people and it's the way he has to think he has to he has to talk about all of the things and step by step and he has to he has to sounding board all of these things but it is the most glorious like how did you even think of that mm-hmm. like how and like and to be able to know like he gets to be able to be like the super crazy not crazy but super creative magic user Mm-hmm. Not just a paladin of 
Weejoss and Melora or whatever he was last campaign. You know, <laughs> it. he has so much more freedom this time, and I'm so excited. <laughs> the creativity there is going to be amazing. I think the next question <laughs> from Kravnos is yours, Druid. Actually, you skipped Star Kitties, which was, what's your favorite book or book series? Oh. I actually, I already shared what mine was, and that's The Wheel of Time Wheel by Robert Jordan. Absolutely. Hands down, that is my absolute favorite. Um, Kravnos also asks for all three of us, what are your TTRPG pet peeves? Ooh, that's a hard one. <laughs> God mode. God, God mode for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and anybody who, you know, gets, gets into that, they're the, I forget what it's called now. I don't even, um, but anybody who comes in and, and basically tries to dominate the entire story with their, with their character and, and, you know, can't do anything wrong, can never, never fail. Um, you know, it, yes, they're heroes, but you know, it, it's, Part of what makes a hero lovable, part of what makes it a believable story is the fact that they have their struggles just like the rest of us do. Right. You know, um, and that is probably the most annoying thing to me in, in any any RPG, any game I've ever played in is when you when you get those people at the table that 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 basically do the heavy handed gaming and try to dominate everything. It's just like, nah, I don't I don't want to play with you. Druid, and you feel like you, you have one thing under your belt. I guess you you haven't had the experience of. Well, you said before me you'd you'd had a, a brief experience. Was there something there that it was? It was. A, um, it was. Well, this was uh, my first few attempts at playing D and D were with like an inexperienced group with an inexperienced DM with a lot of really strong personalities and expectations of how the game should be that nobody connected on. Everybody wanted to play with each other because we all happened to like live close and just like all of us were interested in D&D, &D, but like our everything, it just nothing really meshed well. So I don't really think that is a reflect, like I don't really, I can't say that I don't have any pet peeves yet. I haven't really experienced anything to give me the ick um except that like don't settle for a D, D group you will find your D, D group and D, D or ttrpgs in general whatever it might be there's plenty of people out there and the internet's wonderful yep yep so my we answer a, oh sorry go ahead we have a, i just want to say we have a we have a group of six that played a six yeah six that play together every week and we've been playing together every week for I, I think a little over three years now nice so i mean you can you can you can find a really good group that that you that you you know really can get tuned up with um and they're out there don't yeah. mm -hmm. yeah, I, I agree i agree drew don't settle don't settle don't you get settle. Into, yep. you get into a group a where it's just not you know that's not your scene or you're just not enjoying it or or you know whatever you you feel like you're it's just not a good fit, then, then find a new group. Yeah, exactly what Kravnos, you answered it exactly what she said. You answered it very eloquently. 
sometimes bad group synergy. It's all there is to it. I've, I've played in some groups, uh, DM some groups that, that had really bad synergy because some folks just don't gel the way they play, the way they role play, the way they want to, you know, uh, min max everything, or they want to rules lawyer everything. Um, uh, I've also been a player of groups. It, you know, I've done this long enough that I can be honest and reflective and say, I have made some mistakes that, uh, you know, I have been a problem person in a group in the, pa in the past. And uh, I've learned from that and know how to not be that way now. Because once you realize, once you see the big picture that we're all in it together to have fun, then it starts to become you're working together collaboratively to create this amazing role-playing dynamic. Um, I would say one of my big pet peeves is uh, uh, players that gets, not always, but it, it can be this way. This is, this is usually, I wouldn't say it's a pet peeve, more of a red flag. And that's when, when players go, uh, well, that's just what my character would do. <laughs> um, the, 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 the thing is, is a lot of the time when a player's doing that, it means that they're trying to do something that derails the narrative or, or is just incredibly self-absorbed in a way that isn't collaborative. Not always, just sometimes. And so it, that's why it's a red flag, because it's not always that. Sometimes it's a player that's just not confident in their role playing. Maybe they're new. And so mm -hmm. you, you got to help encourage out of them and say, hey, you don't have to say that's just what my character would do. Just role play your character and, you know, embody the character that you envision, their personality, their motivations. And then you don't have to justify by saying that's what my character would do. It's not needed. Acting is incredibly hard. I just want to say that. Acting yeah. yes. may seem simple and easy, but it's incredibly hard. Yeah. And that's, you know, takes a little while for people to get comfortable and to get comfortable with the with the people that they're with before you can truly put yourself into the headspace of that character right um so i yeah. understand completely and absolutely mm -hmm. there are people out there who their idea of you know they 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 struggle with it and just never quite get there mm -hmm. um yeah you know I don't hold that against people. I mean, that's fine. You know, it's hard. It's not. It's not easy to push yourself into that headspace and and actually, it, it's you're acting because at that point, I mean, you are playing the character. Mm -hmm. um, it's awesome the people who can do that really well. I I dig it. I I really love it. Um, but for the folks who struggle with it, hey, I understand. I understand yeah. completely. Yeah, it's a skill. It is a skill. Um, my husband, Extra Fate, asks, what is one rule in D&D &D that you think is the worst or the one you always homebrew because you just don't like it? That's a great question. Spell components. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> in the same way. <laughs> it's just such a hassle. <laughs> yep. Spell components and, and, and probably encumbrance would, would be close after that. Agreed. Yep. Mm -hmm. It just, it adds. Now I can see if the world that you have crafted and the experience you're wanting, like I've always kind of wanted to do a survivalist style D&D campaign, like not a long one, but like a short one, right? Mm -hmm. Where you take care of all that minutiae, how much, how often you've eaten, 
when you've gone to the bathroom, what the temperature is, you know, the spell components, the weight of the stuff you're carrying and how much money you have down to the, you know, the, the silver piece or, or the copper piece. I can see doing that as a, as a purposeful kind of one-time experience, but I would never right. want to DM that way all the time. I like narrative style games, you know? Yes. <laughs> Theater of the mind is is usually what I I'm, I'm not I'm not I we do use some maps and stuff like that um, but theater of the mind is my my choice way to go and mm-hmm. I who who wants to you know yes you want to add some realism and you want to have challenges those things make a good story but I mean I have to eat sleep and and shit every day in real life why do I want to do that in a fantasy too. <laughs> Right, right. You know, I get you. Everybody yeah. poops. We don't right. need to describe it in a and d game. Thank exactly. you. I yeah. agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. So we've come to that point where the interview is 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 at the end, folks. Um, my gosh. Uh, Razamataz, it's been such an honor and a pleasure. Can you share one other uh, pearl of wisdom with the folks before we wrap up tonight? There's two more questions in chat that popped in. Well, can we finish ahead. this really quick? You don't mind. And I'll, no I'll more questions, it. chat. Yep. Just saying. <laughs> After Karavanos and Extrapate Fate. Karavanos asks, favorite el- uh, element magic, or if not elements, what is your favorite school of magic? My favorite school of magic? Um, I am going to say Conjuring. Conjuration, probably. Mm, neato. Cool. Um it's 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 one of the least popular, I would say, but I like creating things. So and and when I, you know when I'm describing and really kind of putting out there what the spell is, I I, I like it to be a, a build, you know, something something actually happening that you're seeing. And if I can use different elements um, up to and including you know like like creatures and things like that, more that's awesome. I love doing that. Love it. Love it. And then Fate's last question, if you want to get that stormy. And then no more questions from chat. Is that the, if you don't use spell components on the regular, do you still require ones that have a gold value? Yeah. Yeah, what we've, what we've done, what we've ado- adopted in, in our D&D campaign is the, the ones that are really expensive. So there are, okay, like, you know, the, I'm just going to, the, the really gross ones, like a wish spell. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to do special things for that. That's not mm-hmm. just something that you're going to cast. The higher level spells, yes. Um, but the idea behind it is that it, it, there is going to be a, a gold value that you have to pay for that. There may even be some particular spells out there that have a really rare item that's required. That Okay, yeah, you're going to have to go find that. Because that that is an adventure hook. It's the common everyday things like, you know, work, you know, whatever frog skin snake's tongue whatever yeah no we the way we do that actually there's there's a one out there that you can do a, a spell component pouch style deal where you just pay so much you you deduct so much gold every so often from your character and you just basically you have this pouch that you use for all your spell components and then you don't have to deal with the, the keeping track of all that or trying to you can rp it in if you want to which I, I would encourage people to do that if they you know want to want to get that sense of, of really staying within the, the, the game system. 
um, RP it in there. I mean, put it in there that you're, you know, pulling out your whatever, you know, and mm-hmm. and throw the salt over your shoulder and and then spit fire out of your, you know, whatever. Wherever. You want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Out of wherever. Exactly. Lightning from my eyes and fireballs out of my ass, right? Um, um, Everything yeah, is up to your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, that's then, that's kind of the way that we've done it. Is is right really just using the pouches? I respect. It's still it. there. We're just not managing it. All right. So, last quick pearl of wisdom before we wrap up for the night and let you get back to your family. Yep. Last quick pearl of wisdom. Um, you know what? I, I'm just going to say two things. Two mm-hmm. things. One is the advice we gave earlier for anybody, anybody, anytime. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to ask questions to people. If you, mm-hmm. you know, you need help, if you, you know, whatever, need creative help, personal help, it doesn't really matter. Don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. And always, always remember to pay it forward. Always remember to pay it yeah. forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Someone helps you, then make it, make it your purpose in life to help someone else. And that's that's really just good karma. Um, and the other piece is remember to love each other. Ooh, we, wow. We, we, you hit me in the field with stones that. with that one, brother. <laughs> well, we, we struggle with that, I think, a lot of times, you know, and don't, you know, there, there's enough hate in the world as it is. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't, don't push more out there. Take a little out. That's it. That's what I got to share. That's the best pearl of wisdom that could be said. I appreciate you, sir. Thank you. You bet. All right. It's Thanks been again. Fantastic. You have a good one and uh, stay on the uh, stay on the line until we wrap up. I appreciate you. Yep. Yep. We'll be I'll be right here. <laughs> All right. Good night. You're the best. Again, hey. again, really quick, guys. Again, go follow Raz. I will I make was it easy. Say, I, will... I was gonna say share his links again, Druid. Let's see him again. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that I just share at least his just the Twitch individually. Yep. Go, 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 go. Yep. Okay. Check out his if about section more, for all of his other links. Give him all the, the biddies in the in the subs. Make sure that we we keep him elevated and rising to the top because he's exactly the kind of people that that not just makes Twitch a better place, but the world a better place with a great attitude about life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. TTRPG space. And TTRPG space. Oh Hell yeah, exactly. It's like you read my mind, Druid. <laughs> Speaking of reading my mind, <laughs> who do we have on next week? Uh, next week we get the opportunity to re-interview Husky Boyo Husky Boyo perfect yes because the first time uh, we had an audio hiccup that we just didn't realize was as bad as it was and so uh, we're gonna he's getting a special treatment because of that we're gonna do our uh, the same kind of style interview that we use for our returning guests and Mm -hmm. um, it's gonna be fun so I'm looking forward to talking to Husky Boyo and getting to know him a bit better. And uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's another great content creator. So yeah. an artist. So Yes. Yes. Love it. Artist, comedian. So excited. All righty. So many good things. Yes. Well, I think it's time for us to wrap up. What you think, Druid? Yep, let's do it. All right. Everyone, thank you for coming to the show. Please drop a like, subscribe, and comment down below. If you're listening to the podcast, please rate and review the episode. We are bandwidth and banter. Thank you 
and good night. <laughs> Bye, guys. Have a great one.